Hey everybody, Danny Thompson here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. Today what I wanted to do was revisit the seven levers of the music lesson business. Uh, everything I look at on a daily basis or when I talk to somebody, most everything we need to do at our school or a good portion of those things can be tied into these seven levers of the music lesson business. And I've talked about it quite a bit in the past, but it's been a while. So I thought I would go through a little bit more detail here of uh, the seven levers. And then I have a free download for you guys that I will mention a little later. So let's just get right into the episode. So this is the seven levers of the music business. And the idea behind the seven levers is that we focus on these seven business metrics. And instead of trying to say double our student count, we can try to make big increases in our bottom line profit by getting just a 10% increase in these key seven business metrics. So, you know, we all seem to always be focused on more students and that's a good goal. And at different times we need to focus on that. But we can increase our profit margin dramatically by just getting little increases in these different areas. So I'm going to go through each lever and give you some ideas as well that I have on this uh, download for you. So lever number one, traffic. And the goal is to get a 10% increase. For music schools, we should consider traffic to be our website traffic as most schools get very little walk-in traffic, and it is not part of most schools' success or marketing model. Although we get a little bit of walk-in traffic in the past, so that's gonna happen, but it's not worth focusing or spending money on that. So how can we get a 10% increase in website traffic? This is a pretty easy one. So um, let me mention this before I hit these, I'm gonna give you seven things you can do. Before I give you these seven little things to do to increase um, your website traffic, if you do not have Google Analytics installed on your website, please do so. Because, you know, somebody who's going to do some SEO work for you or coach you or give you help quite often wants to see the data. It's very hard for me looking at somebody's website. If I want to see, well, are you getting traffic? Are you not? And you don't have Google Analytics on there. It makes it really difficult for you. So please install Google Analytics. It's very easy. Just, you know, any web person can do it for you. Okay, so here's seven things we can do to get better, get a 10% increase in website traffic. Number one would be SEO. And I know a lot of people do a lot of SEO themselves. I've had um, Christina from. Um, the web maestra do a lot of SEO and she does a great job. It's pretty inexpensive for what you get out of it. So I would say that's number one for most music schools. But of course, you can do a Facebook ad. You can go do Google pay-per-click. I had great success with Yelp ads in the past. You can do organic social media like Facebook and Instagram. You can do well-written articles on other blogs or referral sites that link back to you. You can have a YouTube channel that drives traffic to your website. So those are seven quick and easy things that you could do to increase your website traffic. 
The second lever is opt-ins, and the goal is a 10% increase. So now that we've increased our website traffic by 10%, what are we going to do with that traffic? We're going to increase our opt-ins. Now, there are a few ways of looking at opt-ins depending on how your business is structured. We can consider it to be people who fill out a form requesting lessons or a tour or a trial program. We can also consider it people who call your school after visiting the website. If you have a compelling call to action on your website, we would consider people to be opting in to your offer. We're going to look at all these possible scenarios. So number one, let's make sure we got a phone number in the upper right hand corner of your website. One of the most basic things people still do like to call. I'm, you know, been on calls today. The phone is ringing. Good messaging on the website above the fold. Good website image on the homepage. A strong call to action with a button on the website above the fold. You got to kind of tell them what to do. You got to give them a reason to click the button. Overall, good website design is crucial. Multiple call to action buttons on the website as it scrolls down. Also, we can do retargeted Facebook ads. Now, opt-ins part two. So there's a second kind of element to opt-ins that we're going to look at here. So another important opt-in to think about is your transitional offer. Many people who visit your website won't be ready to opt in to your main offer today. We want to capture that content, contact info for as many of these people as possible. So you want to have a transitional offer such as a coupon or an ebook or a discount coupon or maybe a contest that they can enter. Use a pop-up lead capture form. What offer can you trade them for their contact info? You give me your email address. I'm going to give you this. Just this is a really simple thing. And think about Every website you visit, you're scrolling through Facebook and you, uh, or through Instagram and you see an ad for some product or something that looks interesting. You, do, you click over to the website. Almost all of them pop up with some type of email capture saying it could be, um, you know, get 10% off your first order or get $20 off your first order over $100. It could simply be get notified when this product is in stock, get notified when this product actually launches, things like that. This is definitely an area where uh, I feel like I look at a lot of music school websites and the majority of them don't do any kind of transitional offer to gain email addresses so that they can be remarketed to later. Okay, the next lever is conversions and their goal is a 10% increase. Again, for conversions, we can look at it a few different ways depending on how you do things at your school. For example, a, pot a potential customer might have opted into a form on your website, but you have yet to convert them into a tour or a visit or an initial lesson with you. The other scenario is converting a customer who has come in to tour or try out your school into a paying customer of which of course is our end goal. So part one in conversions, how to increase conversions of people who have filled out a form or called your school. Number one, 
write sales scripts, and work on basic phone sales skills. Number two, use a CRM system like ActiveCampaign and make no less than eight attempts to contact a customer. Send an automated email drip campaign. Send email campaigns to people who opted in to your transitional offer. Stay in touch. You'll be surprised. Part two, how to increase conversions of people who are doing a trial lesson lesson, or coming to your school for a tour or a visit or anything like that. So you got them set up to come in. They're going to do one lesson or they're going to just come in and talk to you and get walked around, all that stuff. So number one is you're going to pre-sell them before they come for the first visit by using phone calls and emails. For example, send an email the day before their visit telling them where to park and asking them what kind of coffee they like so they can have one waiting for them. Two, have a plan for your tour, what to show them and exactly how to pitch your school. Got to have some basic sales skills. You got to ask for the sale. Number five, create an amazing experience when they walk in. Number six, follow up after the visit and ask for the sale or uncover objections. Ensure the teacher has all the needed info to wow the student on their first or trial lesson. Uh, And last on the list here, greet the student with a sign or digital sign welcoming, welcoming them to your school. Items per sale is our next lever. And this one is a little tougher for us. It's more geared towards retail, but there's some things you can think about. And with all of these levers, I'm just going and giving you a few examples. The goal here is for you to really think about getting creative and how you can increase these different levers. And uh, at the end here, I'm going to tell you kind of more specifically how you want to use these levers. So this one is a little tougher, items per sale. This one's a little tougher for music schools. We generally are selling a service on a monthly basis and not doing add-on sales like a retailer would. However, we can look at a few areas that might have some impact in this area. You can sell books, you know, lesson books, materials like that, t-shirts, things like that. Number two, a sign-up fee could be looked at as kind of an add-on item. And you can sell multiple packages to one family. And you can have students take lessons on more than one instrument. So think about that one and try to get creative with it. The next one is average item value. And the goal, again, is a 10% increase. So average item value. So you can upgrade or upsell to a longer lesson time with a higher price tag. All right. So instead of a 30-minute, let's do a 40-minute lesson. We can raise our prices. We can offer packages like lessons and band kind of as one package and sell it as one single price tag. The next lever is transactions per customer. And again, the goal for all of these is a 10% increase only. So for music schools, this is a no brainer. This is retention. So if your average retention rate is 18 months, you only have to raise it by 1.8 months to hit this goal. So lots of things you can do to increase your transactions per customer. The quality of the teacher is going to have a huge impact on that. So think about what can you do to just get students to stay 1.8 months longer? That's not very hard. 
The next lever is our profit margin goal. Everyone loves the profit margin. Let's get a 10% increase in profit margin. Well, number one's a no-brainer. You can raise your prices. And again, a lot of schools and owners I've been talking to lately, I just feel like, again, 95% need to raise their prices. So I just did a pretty big price increase. Uh, you can offer more group or band classes. We all know our profit margins are higher on those kind of classes. You can cut costs with, uh, where possible without uh, any detriment to your quality. So look at things that maybe you can save money on. You, know, you should always get a new insurance quote every year and shop it around because the minute you tell your insurance, whoever's helping you with your business insurance or property insurance that um, it's kind of shopping around at other places, I found a better deal. And magically, they'll work something out for you. Um, <clears throat> use intern type teachers or lower paid teachers for beginners or classes taught to small kids. So, for example, if you're doing a kids rock class, you really want, you know, an 18 to 25 year old younger person, um, you know, and they only got to be, you know, they only got to understand basics of music. They can be an intermediate level player themselves or even lower because it's really so much about the vibe and the teaching of these basics and how they interact with the kids and because they're only teaching this basic stuff. So, you know, can you get somebody like that and pay them a decent wage, but still have it be less than like your, you know, full on super great guitar teacher, um, steer customers into higher margin classes or packages where applicable charge a signup fee or registration fee charge for recitals or events to help cover costs. Do raffle items at recitals and band events to cover employee costs. Those are just a few things that will increase your profit margin. So just a refresher, here are the seven categories. Again, traffic is one, opt-ins is one, conversions, items per sale, average item value, transactions per customer, profit margin. So we just want to get a 10% increase in those areas. So the way to use this is pick a month, start next month, or yeah, we're early enough, early enough in November. Start with November. Pick one area, right? Make a schedule. So December, right? Pick one lever for December. And, you know, December's kind of a weird month, right? Um, we might be closed for a bit. December might be a month that you do a deep dive in cutting costs. You're coming to the end of the year. You could run your QuickBooks report, look at all your expenses, and start going, you know, evaluate them. Is there an area that I'm just wasting money that I'm not really getting anything from? And you could cut some, some corners there. Or you might want to focus on traffic for December, even though you probably won't feel the effects of that for a month or two, that could actually work out great because we all know that in the beginning of the year, we get a lot of uh, inquiries, right, for lessons. So basically just pick one lever every month and you just kind of rotate it. So, you, you know, you start with traffic maybe. You know, you're seven months later, you're going to come back around and need to do traffic again. So it's kind of this rotating thing. Just pick a, a lever, but work specifically on that lever. I know it's always tempting to get pulled in a million directions and go, well, I really, I'm working on traffic this month, but 
all these other things came up. So I'm doing a little bit of traffic, but I'm also doing a little bit of student retention and I'm also doing a little bit of cutting costs. You're probably going to be much more effective if you just discipline yourself to say for 30 days, I'm only going to work on traffic. Or even if you did two weeks, but you just really held off on those other things. And then you went all in for two weeks on student retention and then all in for two weeks on, you know, your opt-ins. So look at what you think you really need to work on the most right now and pick that lever first and dig in. So that's how you use the seven levers. I hope you enjoyed that. If you go over to my website, which is right now, <laughs> it's a weird URL, but I'm, I'm changing all this and getting it back dialed in. So just go to punkrockbusinessschool.com backslash free seven levers. Throw your email address in and you can get this uh, copy of this a download with this information. There's my transitional offer for you right there. All right, guys. I hope you have a great one. I hope you found this interesting. I look forward to talking to you soon.